This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Kelly and Ramia back. Spending your Wednesday with you. Thank you for being with us wherever you are watching us on AMI-tv throughout Canada and listening in on AMI-audio around the world. So when I'm not in here and you're here, mm-hmm. you have more space, obviously. You're set up in a different way here at the table. Does it throw you off if, if somebody's in here like myself or if when Susan pops in? Not really. Maybe just what the shot is like if I'm just fiddling or, you know, things like that. Like, if I get very expansive with my hands, is it going to end up in your shot? Ow! Or in my teeth. Or in your face, yeah. Yeah. But luckily for you, I don't do that. I don't talk with my hands. Uh, My father. Grow, grew up in Montreal. He used to all the time. Everything, and then I'd start imitating, and I'd like knowing people. What are you doing? Oh, uh, 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 I thought that's what I was supposed to talk like. <laughs> exactly. It was its own. I, I'm, I'm waving. It's, it's part of your uh, theater growing up. Uh, yeah, I guess. exactly. Mm-hmm. Or I'm trying to kill flies. Yeah, but but it's December. Oh, okay. Oh, no. All right. Folks, uh, Grant Hardy, as mentioned before the break, is in town. He's got headlines for us. It's Wednesday. Let's bring him in. Hey, I'm Grant Hardy, and welcome to the Headlines segment. I tackle everything from health and lifestyle to accessibility and tech. I have it all right here on Kelly and Ramia. Good day, Mr. Hardy. You're set up. Are you comfortable there? Good day. I'm comfortable. I'm cozy. As you said, I am in town literally Live from the accessible media studios. Ah. He's right behind us. Yeah, he's behind us. Our back, well, our yeah. back is semi turned to him. So yeah. we're being quite rude if we sit like this. So yeah. don't forget Grant. Yeah, I wonder, like, if I yell loud enough. Well, can you hear me through the walls? Although they maybe. might. Excuse cut me, me, sir. Off. On your way they, out, they just might... knock on the wall and maybe we we'll Yeah, hear that's that. what I'm going to yeah. do. I, I'm I'm, uh, sir, I'm sorry. Here. We're not talking a quote studio, unquote. These, <laughs> these have soundproofing. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I'm lying. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it'd be nice if there was a, a door. Well, it'd be nice if there was a door to your left. That kind of kills soundproof. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> wow. They, they might cut my air. <laughs> so that's what they'll do. If, they, if you say the wrong thing in there, they'll just yeah, turn no, the air off. No, but the party's off. still going on. I think we're safe. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. true. Mm-hmm. Nobody's watching. And if they are, they're sitting in front of the TV laughing. Look at that. <laughs> Where are we starting, sir? Yeah. Speaking of parties, it's obviously the holiday time coming up, and a lot of people are going to be having their turkey, their uh, veggies, their Christmas, their holiday dinners, Christmas, whatever it is you celebrate. Uh, But it's been a really tough year, obviously, financially for many people, both in terms of just the cost of living and the cost, uh, particularly of food. Uh, Turkey has gone up. Uh, 5%. Uh, with the cost of potatoes up 6.6%, carrots up 13%, uh, we could go on. So the cro- the cost of putting together a holiday meal for four to six people is now over $100, uh, which, again, could be really significant for people. Uh, so I did find some tips, a uh, little bit of tips on cutting back on some of those costs, hopefully without cutting back on the merriment. Uh, well, apparently... Uh, if you are serving red meat, uh, switching to poultry is a good idea. If you're serving turkey, switching to ham could be a little bit uh, 
more cost effective. Another method is hosting a potluck where everybody brings something and contributes, uh, could help a little bit with the social aspect as well. And just being really mindful of not go, going overboard in terms of portion sizes, because that excess food that people eat is a huge waste of money, literally, you know, throwing uh, money in the trash but definitely the potluck they say and also just going to when you go to the store uh, they say to really make a list uh, and stick to it and try not to go too much overboard or beyond the list what do you guys think how are your holiday meal plans looking so far mm. yeah the potluck stuff you already know right i'm so uh down for that idea and like lately i've been doing a lot more with the neighbors like we have a neighborhood kind of clique that gets together during thanksgiving and uh, i guess during the holidays as well so that's already got potluck written all over it because nobody nobody is taking care of the meal on their own it's so, just not so how happening. come Ram? Like is that, that just the way you guys do it? Yeah. Or do you think that for some of the people, it's just that device now to have a really nice meal, be with people, it's and not like, afford all that on their own? Well, not just the affordability, but the, the vibe. The way you like to hang out. Like, yeah, you know how you can think of Christmas dinner as this big formal thing where there's this giant turkey or whatever main dish, and then there's father, all these sides. Father, cut the, cut the roast, will you, father? Exactly. Like, Carve it's it. too formal. We don't do it that way at all, and even with Friendsgiving and, and all of these Galentine's Day and such, we don't do it that way. We're just kind of like almost like a cocktail hour, uh, you know, but it's yeah. it's just snacks and food and everybody bring whatever. And we do a bit of prepping, so not everyone's bringing savory or everyone's bringing sweets, but it is much more like chill. And I think the the potluck idea just falls into that perfectly. Hmm. No, it does. Absolutely. And that that's something that's really significant for, for me, especially as someone who has some eating eating issues, but mm -hmm. I know I'm not, you know, the only one is I like to think that beyond the cost, cost cutting measure, we're getting past the, the days of like, you know, we're going to like serve you a big plate of food. Yeah. You kind of have to kind of get through everything just to be polite. This is more of a like, listen, let's mill around, let's socialize, yeah. get what you want. You can always just be like, oh, I might, you know, go back and get you know, your, your dish later kind of thing and takes a really, really huge burden off of the host exactly. too, while giving you the opportunity to get to, get some, to know some new people and potentially their cooking. So Seems I, like I do know a lot of people who really look for the turkey, the stuffing, the same meal and not necessarily, I know a lot of people who want to put that meal on, who have families that they get together and that's what they, they still do. And I think when we look at this kind of item, this is where we're really talking to those folks. Now, I, I my family, we don't do that too often because my, both my parents are gone and it just doesn't seem to be the way. It's more spread, but I do know a lot of people who even individually themselves they want to get invited. They want that old traditional traditional yeah, dinner, right? Yeah, and it's interesting because they may be an individual and they'll they may have parts of the family that they can go and do it. But I do wonder how much tradition has been changed. Like Ramya, like yourselves, it's it's you have your tradition of doing it. You get you and your friends. But it's and traditions so on. that we built now. Yeah, but it's. I wonder if this was kind of how much more we're going to see, especially since the pandemic. Oh, I know yeah. some people are afraid a bit unless they have that small bunch that they trust and everything like that, or they're around all the time. So they don't worry so much about getting sick because they, they, they're around these people and they're within their bubble, if you want to call mm -hmm. it, go back to that old term. But I, I do kind of, and I feel out of touch because I have no idea 
how many people more lean towards the um, social thing in the sense of everybody bringing the parties? I know that's what everybody does now. You go to a party, you yeah, bring something, style, and everybody, everybody does bring it. something, yeah. just kind of hang out. Right? Yeah, I always see that in invitations to functions where somebody says, you know, guys, bring bring your own drinks. And if you'd like to bring something, great, but oh, we will have a few I things. I will say the first time I ever hosted, like just a same thing again, by the way, casual, friends over, we are like, yeah, let's do something for the holidays. I said, okay, I'll offer my place. But the first time I ever put out the memo, you know, bring your own booze or bring your own drinks, it was the most awkward thing to sit with. Because, really? yeah, uh, because you're see, used to I've the. I've heard that for years. I know, now. but now. for me, it wasn't like that. No, like my growing up, if you threw either. a party, it would have been the exactly. Stuff at home, right? yeah. What you th When you throw a party, you're the one supplying. So I think there is a point to just remind people that this kind of stuff is okay now. It's becoming more normalized. Grant, because. Absolutely. Yeah, because not everyone is there really like for some of us we're just still thinking like if you're hosting it's your responsibility you do it all yeah Grant, how them. does your family oh, oh. i know you have a, a smaller family yeah but do you guys a... do the gathering like where yeah. mom or whoever makes it we have a pretty small family so we don't do really a big uh holiday feast uh but just try and get a you know a little bit of a turkey from like a turkey shop and mm. you know turkey place and uh yeah. if you've, and i'm also a very picky eater so that kind of cuts down the the appetite by at least one person but yeah just all about uh dismantling some of these uh rules of etiquette that yeah my sister noticed. loves it the old way she if she she doesn't do a function she hasn't for a couple <laughs> of years but she loves having uh, the gang over and again yes people yeah. do bring stuff like especially if uh, you know we have More an like actual gifts. large one the, well no mainly food the, well, my family it's all food uh. <laughs> you know somebody <laughs> cooks up a, a prime rib or something like that and brings it yeah. right so they they do but traditionally in her mind it's the turkey stuffing, all that comes from Central Base, yep. her place. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, folks, I wanted to get to this really quickly. It also has to do with uh, money. And this is a really cool one in Vancouver. So this is a, a pilot project to better treat people uh, in uh, BC uh, who are addicted to drugs, uh, specifically uh, opioids. Op opioids uh they actually have an anonymous donor who don donated five hundred thousand dollars for this program uh and what they're actually going to do is pay people to go through drug treatment uh that sounds depending upon your perspective either just very simple and obvious or potentially sort of uh, over the top uh but essentially uh what's been happening is people are talking about you know do we do we force you know people to go through treatment but that kind of thing can actually be highly problematic and highly un unconstitutional really mm -hmm. and just difficult to keep people uh, in so what they're planning on doing is paying people at least twenty dollars a day which sounds very small but a lot of these folks may be on income assistance, could give them some extra money, you know, to purchase presents for their, their family or some additional food or whatever else they uh, want. And people are saying that if you have external resources, especially more money, it can be quite a lot easier to get through drug treatment. Uh, so they're talking about somebody specifically, for example, who used to work in uh, air ambulances and he developed chronic pain and was prescribed opioids and then eventually just got cut off yeah. and uh, ended up uh, taking drugs from the street. Uh, and he was able to use some some resources to get through the drug treatment himself, but it's not always that easy for people. So they're actually doing something that 
has not been done to the scale in North America. And they're hoping that if it is successful, it could actually inspire a new era of, dare I say, less of the stick and more of the carrot approach to drug treatment. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, we've said this on the show, talking about it just not working the old way. Let's throw people in jail. Let's arrest. Yeah. It's a crime, black and white. It, uh, it, we know things aren't working and you're not stopping people from doing stuff. Um, people do need to survive, whether you have a habit uh, uh, or not. Or and, and a lot of people, I mean, I don't want to say it's because we're finding so many people who are now addicted because they're taking something for pain or whatever. There are people who are out and out, just life has just been that way for them and they're addicted and some of them want to be able to do something. Some of them will enjoy or I won't say enjoy, but don't have that strength to pull off. So I do think, unfortunately, the carrot is the way to go on the sense of, and I know for those who say, oh, get rid of it. Yeah, okay, I get that. You know, um, yeah, but, but not, I think it's, I it's think just not worked. It's never worked. We've, we've proven over what? Like Dec- a thousand centuries. years, yeah. maybe longer. Centuries. That the, the war on drugs is not the correct approach yeah. and we we've we've it's uh, because there's no like natural law that like these drugs are good these drugs are bad it's something that we've just kind of de- mm. constructed through society so i think really that that stick but we is, recognize is just, that all addictions are a problem for some and not right? just a problem like we just don't know enough yet we don't know enough on how to to deal with the uh crisis the crises i guess of drugs we also don't know enough about addiction like That's there's right. still so much disagreement on what addiction actually is is it a disease is it controllable mm-hmm. are we doing enough for it we all then by by circumstance of all of these other things we don't know how to deal our system is very very broken and there is just not uh, like a one-size-fits-all approach and just because you and I hate it doesn't mean that, um, you know, we're doing a good job with that, uh, like, mentality of it, right? So uh, clearly it, it can't be just a black or white solution, Grant. Even if the long-term goal is to get more people off drugs, to make people um, feel more safe uh, without the use of drugs, it, that that solution isn't happening overnight. Yeah, it needs to be custom tailored to every participant, and that that's what they're looking and to do. And every addiction, mm-hmm. guys, like it's just that's the way it is, and we can't because each individual person, each every individual circumstances uh, is different. Grant, wonderful to see you today again, two weeks in a row. Let's not make a habit of this, sir. It's costly <laughs> got, for the company. You've got a wonderful show coming up, guys. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Thanks. Grant. Appreciate it. Grant Hardy joining us from over there. Uh, That's where he is on the other side of the wall. And uh, we, of course, do headlines with him on Mondays and Wednesdays on the program. Ahead next, there are more than a dozen inductees uh, to this year's Canadian Walk of Fame. Corinne Van Dusen is going to tell us about some notable stars when we join her in a moment for our entertainment report. Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramya return with more in a moment. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.